Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss could be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, you know, we're entering the uh, time of year where thoughts turn to the holiday festive things. Um, this podcast is not related to any of those things. I just felt like that was a good intro. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't talking about business entities make you feel festive? It does. It does. It Get you into the holiday spirit. It's festive only if you think about those year-end uh, tax implications, I guess. <laughs> Um, so we often get questions about various types of business entities that firms or even property owners can create to either do business or own property in Virginia. So we thought we'd take a, this opportunity to kind of provide an overview of the different kinds of organizations that you can create. However, however, we want to stress that this episode should not be seen as us advocating for or advising you to create one particular entity over another. These are all very fact-specific decisions that you should discuss with your attorney and or your tax advisor. Got it? I take your silence as an okay. Good. I see tens of heads nodding in agreement and cars all across Virginia right now. <laughs> uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into the various types of business entities that you can create in Virginia. First is a sole proprietorship. This is probably the most simple entity that a person can create. And if you do business alone, you're basically a sole proprietor by default. In a sole proprietorship, the owner is personally liable for all debts that the business may incur. It does not require that you file with the state corporation commission unless you do business with a name other than the legal business name, or in this case, your own name. A general partnership is an entity in which two or more people share the profits and losses of a business. If there's no agreement to the contrary, the partners share both equally. Both partners are personally liable for all debts of the business, just like for a sole proprietorship. There is joint and several liability, which means a creditor can go after any partner for debts of the business. Moving towards more liability protection, a limited partnership has two classes of partners, general partners and limited partners. General partners manage the business and are personally liable for all debts. Limited partners can own part of the business, but they do not manage the business. They're only bound to pay business debts up to the amount that they've invested in the business, hence limited liability. Moving on up the chain, a corporation is a business entity that has a legal existence that is completely separate from its owners. The partners in a corporation, or shareholders, have limited liability to the amount they have invested in the corporation, and the corporation can continue forever as long as all of your documents are in order. So if you want to create an organization that will outlast you, potentially, the corporation may be the way you want to go. Now, there are some intricacies in setting up a corporation that obviously we're not touching on here. Um, and you're going to have to do those if you want to set up the corporation. Um, so this is a business type that's usually reserved for bigger companies or for things like tax shelters. Which brings us to the entity which you're probably most familiar, the Limited Liability Company or LLC. 
It shares some key characteristics with both partnerships and corporations. LLCs typically have members rather than shareholders, and there can be one member or many members. The members also receive limited liability, but the trade-off is that you have to register with the state. Because LLCs share a lot of benefits with corporations but are often easier to create, they are probably the most prevalent form of business entity in the real estate world. So with all that out of the way, which entity should you create? Uh, trick question. If you were listening earlier, you know that we aren't going to answer that one because we are not here to advise you on the type of entity that you should or should not create. First, that would be providing you with legal advice. And if you listen to the disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast, you know this isn't the place for legal advice. Second, the best entity for your particular situation is going to be very fact-specific. The tax benefits you want and the liability concerns you have are going to have a huge impact on what entity makes the most sense for you. There are additional types of business entities out there, such as various kinds of trusts, but these are the entities that we think you'll be most likely to encounter. Shall we go to the legal hotline? Yes, let's. Kate, one of my agents just created an LLC and has her own tax identification number. She wants her commissions paid to the LLC. Does she need to get a separate license for the LLC? Yes. If the LLC is going to receive payment, it needs to have a separate business entity license from DPOR. John, if we have an LLC that comes on as a property management company, is our brokerage liable for their escrow requirements and transactions? Yes. If the LLC is part of your firm, you are responsible for the escrow payments and supervision of the real estate activities that are conducted by that LLC. Just because the LLC shields members from liability doesn't mean that you don't have the normal supervisory requirements for the activities done by the members of that LLC. Let's limit your risk. First, remember that a decision regarding which business entity makes the most sense is very fact-specific depending on your situation. And because of that, please make sure that you consult with an attorney and or an accountant when deciding which entity makes the most sense for you. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the law and ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney license to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service. It does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2021. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.